Attention all Xbox passengers. Did you know that some of your favorite games were made by Canadians? Well, on today's show, fellow Canadian friend Naomi Kyle jumps on board with Leah and I as we chat about our favorite games available to play on Game Pass. Welcome aboard to the Xbox Passport. Let's go. Welcome, travelers, to the Xbox Passport, presented by Xbox Canada, the podcast all about the best value in gaming, Xbox Game Pass. I'm Leah Jewer, and joining me on this voyage is none other than my friend and yours, the blind gamer, Steve Saylor. Hey, Steve, how's it going? You know, uh, I, I was going to say I was, like, doing relatively okay, but I am better now that we're doing this show. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Thank you to everyone who supported the launch of the first episode of the podcast. If you haven't seen it yet, you can catch up by listening on all excellent podcast platforms, and you can watch the video on Steve's YouTube channel. For episode two, we wanted to bring the convo a little close to home, which for us is the Great White North. And we wanted to talk. <laughs> we wanted to talk games on Game Pass that are made right here in Canada. To do this, we wanted to bring a friend along, and I couldn't think of a better person than Canada's own Naomi Kyle. Welcome, Naomi, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, of Yay! course. I'm so excited to be here. Woo-hoo. Yay! I love so that setup. <laughs> so excited you were able to join us for this today, and. Uh, of course, we want to give you a chance to like tell everybody who you are, what you do, and why you love games. Oh my gosh, why do I love games? Well, first of all, who doesn't love games? <laughs> um, but second of all, yeah, I I love games because they're super engaging and super fun, and I get to be a character that I've never been before in my life and will probably never be. Uh, and what I do, I don't know, I used to work at IGN, I used to host stuff uh, for them for seven years, it was a long time, and then I moved on and I did my own thing and I've hosted other stuff for like CBS and all sorts of other channels and I've been on podcasts and uh, all sorts of different things. So for me, it's just a love of games that turned into a career, it's always been a passion of mine and uh, yeah, here we are. Now I'm on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, like I mentioned, you're Canadian, just like Steve and I. And uh, what do you think it means to be a Canadian gamer, especially right now, considering how many games are actually developed right here? Yeah, I think that's the thing that I really didn't grasp when I first started playing video games was how much of it was being done, created, built out of Canada. And I think what it means to me is is a sense of pride. Like, I just get a lot of pride knowing that I'm from, like, one of the best countries for video game development. Um, you know, I'm from Quebec, where, like, Ubisoft lives, and a bunch of other devs have moved to since I started this career. So for me, it's just being a part of that culture, and, and it just instills a sense of pride in me to say, you know, I'm in one of the biggest, uh, you know, play one of the I'm from one of the best places where a lot of iconic really cool video games have come from um and then you could talk about Vancouver and all the other places in Canada where games are being made so for me it's just yeah I'm just very prideful humble about it just all all the good feelings yeah I, I think you you guys probably get it right it's just like I get to say I'm from a place where where iconic video games have been made and where uh you can 
like you can it's almost like you're legitimate because you're from Canada and you play games like it just makes sense because U.S. does make a lot of games and other countries make a lot of games but Canada's definitely like hit hit so many very big very iconic titles uh, in our industry so it's like I don't know I I could keep going on about this but it's basically just a a place uh, a place in my heart that's very special to say I'm from Canada and yeah we make a lot of really sick games <laughs> yeah i love it too because like the three of us are like come from like definitely different parts of canada yeah. so we're not all like from even though that both lee and i currently live in toronto right now so just to let you know folks if you know like there's no toronto uh montreal quebec beef, like Ontario, no ontario beef. beef going on here this is <laughs> no a very <laughs> safe space um but like i come from basically the, the uh, just outside of niagara falls yeah. um you like you said you come from quebec and and, and lee you're from uh newfoundland correct Yes. Yeah. So, like, I love the fact that it's like we're all kind of like East Coast-ish. That's fine. You yeah. Know, we 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 still we'll have some Western representation at some point in the, in the future of the show. But uh, um, I love that. So, actually, I kind of wanted to ask, like, what was it like growing up uh, in in Quebec? Uh, it like uh, like as uh, as obviously like just as a gamer, like you yeah. know, little Naomi, like playing uh, playing games. Like, what was the first sort of game that you kind of got into? And, oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. What was it like? Oh my gosh. Well, I grew up in a very small town. Uh, it's north. It's in the Laurentians part of Quebec. So if you know like saint Agathe, Val David, Les Laurentides, it's like this whole thing. So it's a lot of ski hills, a lot of lakes, a lot of forests. I grew up in the forest. So if you can imagine little Ooh. Naomi living in a forest, that was me. Um, so I, you know, I grew up not a lot of money. My parents were like working class and I you know, got into games because my neighbors had a Nintendo. Uh, I had a friend who had an N64 too growing up. So I like fell in love with them through them. But then I, you know, uh, the the classic thing that you hear a lot of gamers say that this is their origin story, but they begged their parents to get a console. And so <laughs> we did that myself and my sister. And we were just like, hounding our parents like please get us a a console like this is a thing that people do and it's a good pastime even though they were the kind of parents who were like go outside go play like don't stay indoors and watch tv so it took a bit of convincing but they finally came through um and i guess what i would say about my experience it was just very and, and i grew up around the time where there wasn't like we didn't get access to internet much later like i was a teenager by the time we got that uh, so I was in like in messes boards or like trying to figure out uh, different ways to beat games or anything like that. I had to use the call centers. I had to use the the hotlines to get you know info on games. So those. my I remember those too. forgot about the game helpline yeah. that I was. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it was a hassle. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. and the game I remember doing this the mo- the most for. So I had to call so many times. I'm sure the tellers were so annoyed with me at that point. Uh, it was for the Star Wars um, Phantom Menace video game. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> Back in the yeah, day. I remember that. <laughs> I was, yeah, we were huge Star Wars. Myself and my sister are huge Star Wars fans. And so when this game came out, we were all about it. And we don't care that it got a horrible, like later in life, I checked this on IGN.com. I was like... I wonder how well this game did. It did not do well. And it did not get a good review. Um, it was not well loved. Uh, even though, as a kid, it was like a dream. I get to walk around Tatooine and I get to walk around, sure. like, uh, you know, uh, Naboo's, like, beautiful palaces and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was amazing. And I got to play as Queen Amidala, who I loved. And so it was this whole thing. Uh, for me as a kid and you know looking back at the graphics it looks horrible <laughs> like you can't even sure. make out like <laughs> the pixels on this character like in my head it was it was so crystal clear but you look back now it's not looking so great um 
but that was, you know, as a kid, when you're playing games like that, your imagination kind of takes over. And uh, so for me, it was growing up was I was very it was an isolated experience. Like I did not know about developers. I didn't know about like media, like content being made around games like I didn't even have a game about mag like a magazine that I could read or anything so I had to you know I was dependent on my parents so I had to I had limited income like Mm -hmm. um so it was very it was once I got to college where things kind of started the floodgates kind of opened up and all of a sudden um you know I was I was reading stuff on IGN I was tapped into the fact that Montreal was like a, a developer hub you know like I worked for Gameloft uh you know, in my early college years, which was like a, a sister company to Ubisoft at the, t- at the mm-hmm. time, or maybe they had just parted ways, I believe. Um, but it was a big deal, you know, like that, that I was literally at the dev, like the headquarters for Gameloft at the time and working there. So I think, yeah, that was my experience. It was like very living in the woods, very isolated experience. Like I would go in and rent video games or I would sometimes get them for Christmas, like own a game. Um, and some of my first games were PlayStation one, uh, you know, Crash Bandicoot and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that, that was my experience. It was kind of, it was once I got to the big city that I realized, oh my gosh. And of course I was much older at that point. So I understood the world on a different level and could get really into games and really see the culture around it and be a part of it. Uh, which was something I think as a kid, sometimes you're just not aware of the wider scope and like the bigger picture. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like how have, big like, this like, industry is, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah. you don't even realize as a kid, it's like, this is something like uh, that someone was paid to make this. Exactly. Uh, like you don't like think that of it there as were a careers. Job. Like yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, I didn't know. Like, I guess I thought, I thought growing up, I was like, I'd, nobody talked to me saying, hey, you could have a career in games. It was always like, movies tv or you know if you want to be an artist or photographer like that in the creative field that was kind of my my passion and music and stuff like that but then i you know i didn't think in college there wasn't a program that said hey you could be a game dev like that wasn't a thing it only was much later once i was having a career in it where i realized oh yeah like now they're starting to implement that and and really like tell kids that this is a viable thing like you can be And there's different ways you can come at it. You could be a journalist, you could be a reviewer, you could be uh, someone who works on the engineering side. You know, there's all sorts of different things that um, that bring that make video games a viable career path. And you just have to find kind of your your way in that you that you that works for you, too. So you said that uh, like you said that you worked at you worked at Gameloft. I did. So what was what 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 did you do at Gameloft? Uh, so I, again, roundabout way of getting into the gaming industry. Uh, I'm not sure a lot of people got in in the way that I did, but at the time I was in college, I was studying film and communications and media. And, um, you know, I was still kind of figuring out my path and what I wanted to do in life. And I was doing a side hustle as a model in the in Montreal. Mo- believe it or not, Montreal does have a pretty legitimate like modeling industry and you could you know a lot of really big agencies are out of there uh next canada stuff like that and i ended ended up joining next canada and becoming a model for them and so they sent me out on an audition one time to go work for gameloft and at the time i was like okay i know games and i know that i you know can but it wasn't like a modeling job where i was gonna take photos or anything it was like you had to go on camera and talk about games 
And for I love some that, reason, that's like the, what they think. It's like, wow. oh yeah, you, you're a model. Oh yeah, you can totally talk right? about games. Right? No, like, it was so random, and I was like, I don't know, like, why are they casting models? I feel like this is an actor's job or yeah. like something else, you know. <laughs> And, but of course I went in and I don't know how many people, I, I maybe ran into two of the other models who um, auditioned. They knew nothing about it. They were like, I didn't know what to say and stuff like that. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. <laughs> but of course, you know, I meet the co-host, um, Josh, his name was. He he worked there. He was also a producer and, and kind of headed up the content for Gameloft. It was, the, it was got, Gameloft's like YouTube channel that they were building out. And so they wanted people to present stuff, talk about the games that they're releasing or working on, any updates that are happening. So... You know, I go in there not really knowing much about Gameloft per se because it was pr- pretty much mobile games at the time. Um, and I was playing, you know, console games. So, but I went in and it's like, okay, I know Josh. He's my people. Like, we're both nerds. I knew it right off the bat. And then here I am. We're like talking about Splinter Cell or like some of our favorite games and going back and forth. And I think that just solidified that I was going to get the job because I actually knew like about games. <laughs> so, um, so it just worked out that that was my path into the industry. It's a roundabout way. Um, but that was, that was like a year and a half of my life, just going into the office, working on video content, hosting. Sometimes they would do like on the field stuff, like going out to, uh, like I remember one time I did like a special training where I had to do like airsoft shooting and like it was like a training camp for you know how to be uh a soldier kind of thing and or you know uh whatever it was called that's cool though yeah at the time it was like it was like a a content piece attached to like a video game where you're like going around shooting things right yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. you know how it is so pick any uh, random shooter probably was for that exactly exactly (laughs) so so that was my experience uh my first time ever experienced uh working in the gaming space and also hosting um so it was very i was very green like if you you can probably go back and find some of my old videos with them i think it's still on their channels uh you can tell i still have a montreal accent too i got somehow that went away (laughs) um but you know yeah that that was like that was the first i worked for a dev for like right out the gate i i and you know it led to ign down the road so no complaints (laughs) you know it's a really fun experience and i learned a lot in that year and a half but yeah that was that was that was me working uh with a canadian dev in, in canada i yeah. love that uh now we, we do have another question for you for like uh what do you been up to but and we do also have like an icebreaker question that we yes. want to ask you but this is that we we had this as an icebreaker question in the first episode but i like it so much that i think i want to ask this to every guest we have coming on i love it uh what do you remember was the very first uh xbox game that you played oh my gosh um I, I didn't know. I thought that it was going to be a different question. <laughs> We've got oh. that question too coming. Okay. I think Steve okay. pulled this you one threw, out of his back pocket. You threw me a real icebreaker. I'm sorry. Like, I pivot. I pivot real quick. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. I want to say it was Halo. Nice. That's, that was my yeah. yeah, but this was pre like this was the like OG first Xbox, and yeah. I didn't actually own the console. It was my boyfriend at the time, um, but we played co-op Halo, and that was just what we did. Um, and that was my first Xbox game, I remember. I think I even bought him that Xbox, like, on eBay or something for his birthday. 
Oh, I hope you got your whole thing. I hope you got your money back when with when that ended. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> or at least got to keep the console. Did you get to keep the console? No, I didn't. It was a gift. Oh, it was a gift for, for my boyfriend. So you know, it was oh. his. Um, All right. Well, okay. very would, nice I, present. I would have collected that and like you know, this is this is what well, I, I need my Xbox back. That's what's gonna happen. No, no. At that point, I think I want to say because we'd stayed together quite a bit. It was like a seven-year relationship. So oh, I, wow. I think at that point he'd probably sold it or got rid of it or something. Because at that point the xbox one was out i want to say oh okay yeah so at that point it's like yeah what's the point of having this like, uh, yeah at that point yeah, yeah. there i don't want the old one i want to keep the i wanted the new stuff yeah i mean <laughs> literally I my old one's my literally back here on my shelf so yeah. it's uh, just collecting dust basically yeah. at this point yeah boxes <laughs> of storage of old consoles and my husband's oh, yeah. like why are we moving this again <laughs> that's my parents living nightmare right now like they are not allowed to get rid of any of my own consoles and it, they're just holding on to it free of charge like they're yeah. not charging interest or anything i'm like oh, yeah. they're oh, like do, uh, do you want us to send this over i'm like no just keep it there oh uh, I, 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 like, I appreciate your parents so much because mine sold all the consoles that we that no. we had oh, oh yeah i found out that like apparently we had uh, uh we had a super nintendo that was so like it was kind of like one of the rare ones that didn't yellow it was still like kind oh. of silver and oh. and and, and when my sister uh like my, my sister was told to go sell it and yeah. i was just like oh i kind of wanted to keep that and then we found out that like it was it was kind of expensive like you yeah. can, we got a lot of money for that we could I think we got like 500 bucks just for oh, wow. just wow. for getting that plus the games and I was so mad that I was like why'd you sell it and then they also <laughs> sold my like Game Boy Advance SP that was, no. this was my favorite and I'm, just, and I'm like I even won that ever since I had oh. like oh anyway oh, yeah man. that's why i held on to this thing because this is literally my right. original xbox back here like from like 2002 so back in the day i can see it yeah, <laughs> yeah i have yeah. A, a wii u back there believe it or not and um my three my 3d 3ds with my my zelda 3ds with the triforce on it oh i nice. had that yeah and then, and then again my parents sold it no. <laughs> like that one's so Darn. pretty looking too oh i like, love yeah. it the so gold, sad, the gold one. One. yeah mm. oh so so yeah. perfect yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Console designs out, are so oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. And they're iconic. And it does add, like, it, it just has, like, a, a nostalgia factor, too. And, like, yeah. I, find, I find they do look good on the shelf. Like, when you can get them all nicely displayed. Yeah. yeah. It looks and, good. And, like, the controllers... Like yeah. Xbox puts out some phenomenal controllers. Oh I've gosh, got a yeah. beautiful Wonder Woman uh, oh. 84 controller back there. And then, like, the day one xbox series oh, yeah. x the day one xbox one controller like i keep all of that because they're it's just memories. so many memories right yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and they are pretty like they're designed in, with that in mind i think um even the older generation i mean they're just retro at that point and they have yeah. they have still a, an aesthetic to them that's really appealing um also love your nails i don't know if they're actually the color of your backlight right now yeah, that's so good. That's so good. They're watermelon themed. Yeah, you should get a watermelon themed Xbox controller. Oh, oh, the neon green. You started an idea now with Xbox Design Labs. Oh, Heck yeah, oh boy. Heck yeah.
Heck yeah. I love that. For Valentine's that. Day, Xbox sent over quite the cute kit that has the pink controller. The pink, I got the one, really? that yeah. one too. Oh. And and I I posted that my my husband was jelly that Xbox wanted to be my Valentine. And I was like, Aww. sorry, Mike. I saw that post. I saw that post. I was jelly too, so I get I get it. Um, oh, I was gonna get into the the real icebreaker question we had, but it sounds like you've got something cool. There. I just want to show that we're on a Canadian show right now, and look, I have the Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons, lovely, love it. Sent from my parents in Canada. They they love being Canadian, so they always send me cool Canadian like merch. And this is just I have two of these actually. Oh, yeah, classic cool. Tim Hortons mug. Um, nice. Kind of on topic, you know. Nice. Well, <laughs> let's get into that because that is the icebreaker question of the day we've got going. What game have you played that? you or people other people might be surprised was actually developed in canada yeah um i actually have a good one for this because i loved it to death now i don't know how many other people have played this game that are listening to this but they should definitely check it out if they haven't yet it's called chariot does anyone okay so chariot i'll tell you it's it's a co-op game so you play it yes. well yeah. you can play it by yourself but it's best played with two people um like i want to say it predates like uh what was that overcooked and like the crate like because it was that kind of game where you play co-op and it, it gets kind of crazy and you have to like it could instill fights in people but chariot is uh is made by a developer for a uh, freema studio they're based out of quebec they're an indie dev um and i remember the game kind of like hit the scene and a lot of people loved it you know like i i don't know how big it got and how many people have played it since but it's it's a quebec made game um, and the storyline is basically, I think you're a princess and your father's the king and your king, your father has passed away. And so your job is to carry his, um, coffin or his, you know, his burial, his like body across this whole video game to the end. And you're supposed to do it like, you know, it's all, it's like platformer. So it's, it's, you, you have all these different levels and all these different puzzles to solve throughout. Um, and it's, it, you play with another person and the whole thing is trying to keep, you know, this king's dead body <laughs> in the coffin and bring it all the way through to the end of the game. Um, it's super cute. It's like, it's got a bit of um, Ori vibe, you know? And and I just love the art style and it's super colorful and fun. And I was surprised when I first played it to find out that it was made in Quebec. So that was that's that's my answer to the question. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's cool. I think we definitely have to, have to check that out. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's and it's available on Xbox. Oh, yeah, yeah. It came out. What year did it come out? Uh, Twenty fourteen. Yeah, I think I, I remember that game when it released. It's on Nintendo Switch too. It's pretty much on all platforms. So, but yeah, Xbox One has it, uh, and it's it's a fun co op game. It's really. It's the puzzles solving and like the figuring out of how to get through all the the levels is really really fun. How about you, that. Steve? What game? Uh, Were you surprised, or do you think people would be surprised was a Canadian-developed game? So I I, I had one that I was going to do. So forgive me, I'm going to do kind of like a runner-up in the the one that I think people would be surprised about. So uh, one specifically that I think that people should definitely check out uh, is a game called The Veil Shadow of the Crown. Um, You may not you may not heard of it, but it actually or if you if it sounds a little bit familiar, it was nominated for a game award uh, a couple years ago uh, in the accessibility category because it is a complete audio only game. 
What? There's no graphics other than sort of like a sparkly kind of like star feel to it, but you can totally play this entire game. It's a it's a it's a fantasy RPG uh, that is to- that is totally playable via just audio, and I love like that. the soundscape is like really cool. Like when you're kind of there's one point where you're kind of like in in this sort of village and everything is like 3D uh, audio, and you can kind of like you can walk towards the sound, and then it's like that's where yeah. you can interact with a shopkeep or a blacksmith or whatever, and then it has like a uh, combat in there so like you listening for a sound to know when to dodge or when to be able to like to strike with your sword or your bow and arrow it's really really cool and the only reason why i bring it up is because it is made by uh, a studio that is in my hometown of say Catharines, ontario uh and it's i I want i want to at least give a shout out to them because i think it's like it's a really really cool game we might come up again and like we're gonna i think we have a theme for an accessibility themed episode at, at some point in the show but uh the one i think that probably people would be surprised that was a Canadian game uh, and this is something that I'm struggled to try to be able to play and, and I keep picking it up and putting it down I just like uh, uh, and I it just it's one of those games I just can never sort of like complete but it's like it's one that I really really love to be able to pick up and play and that is Cuphead uh, yeah, Cuphead yeah. Was, it, it, a lot of people like it may or may not know that it is Canadian, but it is it is definitely made by. Uh, I always get the name of the, the studio wrong. Uh, it's like M. I always say, I want to say MKBHD, but uh, no. uh, that's the, that's the YouTuber. <laughs> that's the YouTuber. Uh, <laughs> studio MDHR. MDHR. MDHR thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, they obviously well. they just released uh, the Delicious Last Course, which was their mm-hmm. latest DLC yeah. that last year. Um, so uh, and uh, I definitely like I I. Lo- there is a mod that I can actually be able to recommend. It's called, that creates an assist mode in the game. Just to let you know if you're kind of like, if it's a little bit too hard for you, you, you can install this mod and it does mm-hmm. work on the Steam Deck. I've tried this myself as well. Um, it'll yeah. give you uh, it'll give you six lives instead of three and it'll give you a bonus 40 coins at the beginning of the game so you can be able to get a bunch oh of uh, the potions and stuff and the items, yeah. I so. will need to play that because, yeah, you need the extra lives for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. I am just so impressed with that game in the fact that all the animation is hand-drawn hand inked and color like it's the attention to detail in the creation of that game is just mind-blowing it makes me kind of sad though that the the animated show didn't keep the same animation style no it didn't no it's it's a little bit more modern style but it doesn't have that same kind of like what what, like uh like popeye old school kind of like Mm, crackle and and noise green kind of style i was like i wish that the animation show was like that but um yeah no i i like i love that as an old school kind of like animation geek i mean i loved like old school like disney um like this is that was like so right up my alley yeah, I loved I, Cuphead. Is really it like hit on? I think what it did, it just like pierced through the noise of indie games. It's like here's something really different. Like the fact that it is hand drawn and all these different animation styles that it it touched on, like made itself stand out. And yeah, I was actually shocked to find out that it was Canadian. Mm-hmm. I like I like legitimately. I thought I I wouldn't have thought, but it's like it's such an iconic indie title now. I don't think you could say the name Cuphead and not like have. Like most people would know, most people are like aware of this game. It's just it really pierced through all the, all the noise. Well, there's just a lot of indie games out, you know. Sure. And, and so to, for for it to stand out, it really did something unique, and I love that. And it was just extremely hard, which people yeah loved about it, uh, loved or hated. Mm-hmm. It became a meme. <laughs> it became a meme. That's right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. So Leah, what about you? What is a game that you think would people be surprised that is Canadian? So I was surprised when I discovered this game was Canadian because of the brands involved. 
And I say brands because it is definitely brands and IP (laughs) full. So uh, a little while ago, a game that is released on Game Pass that is currently in early access that is going to come out in full is Disney Dreamlight Valley. What a thunk, a Canadian company. Actually, Gameloft Montreal developed this game. Because like... When you think of Disney, you think of like L.A., you think of big studio, you think of like, you know, Florida, (laughs) all of that. The biggest IPs in the world, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Frozen, you know, like, and lo and behold, this really, really cool simulation adventure game was made in Montreal. That's just wild to me. That's That's what I figured, right? Yeah. Yeah, That's wild. (laughs) That's so cool. And I really like this game, too, because, like, it has all the things that scratch the itch when I like to play games, you know, like crafting and farming and meeting all these cute characters that, like... Uh And the I'm coolest play thing, this. Uh, I know. The thing is, it's too, basically is like, Animal Crossing meets Disney, and I love yes. it. Oh my god, you're selling me! Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. And Naomi, I'm sure, like, obviously, our generation grew up with the Disney with Disney stuff, like Mickey Mouse and and yeah. Goofy, and then Little Mermaid and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But it like goes into the newer stuff, like Frozen, Frozen, and uh, is I Brave. think Toy Toy Stories there, like yeah. stuff when we might have Ooh. traditionally grown out. Of the Disney scene. But now I'm so intrigued by it that I want to go back and watch all those movies that I've never seen because I'm starting to grow relationships with these characters that I don't know their history. And yeah, yeah. and it's just super approachable. You know, there's no real combat or anything. It's just like smooth sailing, Mm -hmm. you know, building your own little valley of all these Disney characters that you adore and uh, so wholesome and nice and yeah, huge IP. Developed in Montreal. Nice. That yeah. that is very Canadian. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's, like yeah, that's a great one. That's a great I like that. Yeah. That summarizes us pretty well. Yeah, that summarizes it. And I love seeing a game too that like you kind of get in on the ground floor and see how the development works. And because sure. this is on Game Pass available in a way that you're playing it early access. They're still kind of releasing content in a way that feels like seasons or DLC drops because they're they're making it live, right? right and fixing right. things and you're getting improvements. Like, it's just fantastic. So yeah, I was playing this game and then one day was looking up stuff on it and I was like, holy smokes. It's made, <laughs> made, it, made in Montreal. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that does, it's so wild to me that there's just so many titles out here that we i don't think we've even begun to scratch the the like the 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 tip of everything that we've done like we've done like in terms of canadian made games there is so many Mm -hmm. many. we haven't even touched the tip of the toque yet (laughs) tip of the toque eh? (laughs) i love that all right let's get into what we're playing right now naomi okay anything you're currently playing Yes, I've been playing nonstop Overwatch 2 pretty much since the start of the year, maybe even a bit before. I don't know what it is about Overwatch 2, but I'm just like hooked. I can't stop playing it. Um, And I've been playing different characters than I normally would. I'm very healer usually. Like I love healers and was big on Mercy. You're very very rare in that sense. There's not a lot of people that want to be the Mm. healers. (laughs) I know. I was I got really good at Mercy. And like it's always just such a good feeling when when you're Mercy and you're you're supporting the team in that way. Cause like every now, now that I play other tank, like tanks and damage, 
and I have a mercy on the team, I'm always so grateful. Like I get mm. it. Like I get the the appeal of like having a mercy in particular, like as a healer on that in that game. Um, and I, it just was it was nice. Like people would always compliment me. They'd be like, "You saved me," you know, or like, <laughs> "You kept me alive that whole game. I didn't even die once." Uh, you know, or keep boosting me because I'm I'm crushing right now. So yeah, there was just like things like that that I loved about the original Overwatch. But now with Overwatch Two, I started dabbling and like expanding my you know, my experience when it comes to some of the, the heroes in that game. And I, I, I've been really good at May. Like, May has been, mm. like, my... She, like, really been nailing and, and playing her really well and getting a lot of wins. And um, and recently, uh, Orissa, which I know people say she's OP, but, like, she's she's they nerfed her a little bit. And she's, you know, she's a bit more on even terms right now with other tanks. And uh so i've just been playing overwatch too man i can't it's so it's so easy to just hop in play a couple matches go back to work you know when you take mm -hmm. a break during the day or something and um i don't know why i fell off of overwatch the first time but yeah they, there's stuff they did in overwatch too that um i'm really really liking um some people might have different opinions but as of right now i think it's it's much improved from the first one I keep wanting to jump into that. I've it's it's uh it's been on my radar for for quite a bit. I I played like a, a tiny bit and then it just like, you know, as it ha always happens in multiplayer yeah. games, the toxicity kind of got a little too much and right. uh and I just was it just I think one match I basically got like bullied into into being <gasps> uh, a character that I was just like I was not familiar with at all uh, and then they yeah. would like and then they would make fun of me uh, of of basically be like not knowing how to play that character right I'm like I'm I'm I brand I just, new <laughs> yeah and you forced me to play this character yeah like, what exactly. do you expect <laughs> so it's just it's, but I've been meaning to kind of like to, to to jump back in because it seems like it'd be like ah oh, man it's like i can see the appeal and the draw for it but i'm just like oh man yeah because like, there's a hero pretty much for everyone like yeah. and there is a like a every hero has its own thing that it adds to the team and it is a team-based game so like yeah you should let me know if you have hop back on we should play some matches because uh yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to find who your who your main is. Like, really I would love that. I have yet try to, to figure go, out what my main is. So try out different, yeah. like you know, tanks or DPS or whatever you want. Like whatever your kind of go to thing is. And then there's there they are really cool characters, and the, and it, that's what makes it so fun for me. It's like you there's always something new to explore because you you'll never get the whole breadth unless you like try different characters as you're you're going along. And sure, and you'd be shocked. Like sometimes you really find a playstyle that hits you. You're like I didn't think I would be a sniper but here i am playing widow all the time like you know sometimes people get surprised by the things that work for them in overwatch and not their usual kind of mo like i was always healer on most of those types of games and now here i am like playing a tank and like killing a bunch of baddies and like getting a lot of damage and stuff like that so yeah okay all right let I'm me know if you get back into that. it yeah i can Sweet. definitely use the help for sure yeah <laughs> leah do you play overwatch i haven't in a long time Oh, no, okay. uh, but I should get back into it because I, I we used to play a fair amount. So uh, so okay. yeah, it's just been a while. Yeah, but yeah, if you uh, ever yeah. do though, hit me up because uh, I'm all, I'm almost always playing a match or two during the day. Okay, so, good yeah. to know, and it works out too because of the time zones. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. oh, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah, because like during pandemic and stuff, like lunchtime, I'd always leave this office, go right. out in the living room, play games for an hour, and then come back in again. And like I don't have that rhythm the same. So now gaming time when I'm not when I'm you know out of work is in the evenings or on weekends. But that works right. out really well, right? Yeah. Uh, West Coast, East Coast kind of deal, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. We should do it. We should, yeah. we should squat up. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Steve, Steve, what are you playing? 
Uh, I've been playing a, f uh, a few things. Uh, it's not on, on, on Game Pass, but like, uh, I mean, the new expansion for Destiny 2 uh, was uh, released not too long ago. Uh, so I was like, I was heavy, like into the, the campaign for that. Uh, mm -hmm. I have my own thoughts about it, but it, like the legendary campaign, <laughs> we can just go to die. Uh, it's just like, it's, <laughs> I mean, it was fine up until the last boss fight where it took about five hours to complete. But anyway, uh, I'm loving the new season so far. Uh, I mean, the Destiny, I've been playing that game for about five years, so I'm just always interested. And then, like, I think the the storytelling that Bungie tells with the with this game is just so great. Um, but that's that that's kind of what I mainly play. So I'm just gonna get that out of the way first. But like, uh, just to say, okay, yeah, we know it's not an Xbox game, but it's, it was a Game Pass right. for a bit, whatever. I play it. On, I play it on <laughs> Xbox. Uh, but the ones actually that I I, I kind of started to jump back into because my brother. Um, Last year, I got him for, uh, an Xbox Series X and uh, and Game Pass. Uh, I can't remember if it was for his birthday or for uh, for Christmas or something. And uh, it's because he's been wanting a console. And he's got a he's got two boys. He's got a family, so he doesn't have a lot of time to play video games. But when he does, he he wanted like he wanted like a, a a console that he can be able to play all kinds of games in yeah. that he wouldn't yeah. necessarily want have time to buy and and feel like he'd never be able to play. So uh, he and I actually have been jumping into Halo Infinite, um, and we've been playing some uh, co op of uh, of Halo, and it's and with the new season. Actually, I'm kind of digging a little bit of what the the, the, the changes they've been doing to that, and uh, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I just like I forget like I, I remember playing Halo when it, like Infinite when it came out, like when it launched, and mm -hmm. it kind of the multiplayer obviously like was so good when it, when it clicked in, but kind of getting back into it again, it's just like yeah, I remember like yeah. how much I actually did like this. So. Um, yeah, um, and then the other, uh, and of course the other one I'm, I'm currently playing is um, I just started. Uh, I, I okay. Oh, during the pandemic, you do you you watch certain shows. Uh, you watch certain, you watch certain things. We all we all fell in love with the Tiger King. Let's just say that. Uh, but we're not talking about Tiger. Uh, but one other show that kind of happened during the pandemic was F1 Drive to Survive mm -hmm. on Netflix, and I fell in love with F1, and that made me want to reach out to try to be able to play the f1 games too and so i started with f1 2022 and uh it's it's been a lot of fun i played uh, I, i've been playing a lot of uh, uh ricardo uh may he uh, hopefully come back to f1 at some point if yes. he's not in the current season with the pass <laughs> yes. out so we need that smile <laughs> yeah we, if you want to be able to to, to, to play him uh, you want to play daniel you got it you got to play him in f122 because that's the last time you will you will see him Aww. in the game um but it's 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 been fun and it just like it feels kind of like a great sort of extension to the show slash watching the f1 season so um yeah. those are the games i can kind of uh, currently playing right now I'm, I'm, I'm liking it it's, it's my, my husband's playing that um along with my brother-in-law who recently just bought a like sim chair and the wheel and the i was gonna ask Ooh, i've yeah. never done that yeah so he just picked that stuff up um and they're starting like it well it's with his work buddies and then my husband's joining in too they're gonna have like their own little league so oh, wow. like they're all like super excited. Yeah, we, we drive to survive has really like grabbed everybody and gotten them super obsessed with F1. We're now like following like the entire season. The boys are playing the game. Like it's oh like gosh. F1 fever right now, which is surprising <laughs> considering Naomi, like we were in Montreal. I never went to an F1 match. Would hear it every, <laughs> every summer. 
I it would be yet so loud. Try. I have yet to go. I have yet. To, my friends have all been a couple times. I yeah. have yet to go. I have yet yeah. to go. Well, I will well, do they it got them in Montreal. They got them in Austin. They got them in Miami. They're gonna have them in Vegas Las this Vegas. year. Yeah. So. Vegas might be. I can do that. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah. Let's go Vegas, Vegas is brand new, so that's gonna yeah. be an interesting track. Vegas is a not a bad, you know, in terms of cost, a cheap flight from Canada to. To Vegas. True. As, as from what I remember, this was back in the day when I lived there. But yeah, it's it's a hop, skip, and a jump. Just come on out. Let's go. I have to Let's go to it. Vegas to watch <laughs> we'll F1. To. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love what, racing. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, when is it? Because I'm like, is TwitchCon happening around the same time? Because that would be kind of fun. <laughs> How can we make the stars align for traveling, right? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I do recall TwitchCon being a thing where there's going to be a bunch of events happening while TwitchCon is going down. Have I, did I see that somewhere? We'll have to look I don't it know. up. Um, yeah, we'll have to look at that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've never been to Vegas, so I'm like, I have no idea. Oh, I you just... need to go. You need, need to go. To okay. It is, <laughs> it is a <laughs> wild ride. <laughs> if Don't anything, you fun. should go just to understand the cultural references. Like, yes. okay. um, you know, what happens if Vegas stays in Vegas and all these times. Like, every time you've heard the Vegas referenced, uh, I don't know if you watched the Hangover movies. Like, uh-huh. You know. Okay. You gotta, you gotta go just to know what it's about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you get it without like without having to gamble, or is that oh, have yeah. to be part yes. of the package? I barely 100%. gamble, okay. or if I do, okay. it's like dollar like roulette or something. Yeah, I'm, okay. yeah I'm not a gambler. I just <laughs> no. go for the lights. <laughs> I lost sixty I go... bucks in five minutes in poker one time, and it was it was it was bad. It was so bad. <laughs> oh, oh no! You know, oh man, I was like, I was, I'm never coming to a casino ever yeah. again. <laughs> I've never won anything at a casino ever in my life, so I'm right there with you <laughs> it's rough right it's, it's just like it yeah, is rough yeah, yeah. you just never win <laughs> i never lost money that quickly in my entire life right you're like there it is and yeah. there's and there it goes <laughs> on my end um steve i decided to pick up uh and download the game that you recommended last week heart space oh, yeah. uh heart space shipbreaker Ooh, Which, yes. you know, in theory has everything that I like about a game, you know, simulation, management, action, all that kind of stuff. The only thing that's throwing me off that I'm trying to get come to grips with is the movement. Because you are constantly moving because you are floating in space. Yes. <laughs> As you're trying to do things. And especially when I'm trying to, like, get a grips on what I need to do, use the scanning mechanics, see what I got to cut, sort the different types of materials, throw them in the different receptacles that they have to go in <laughs> so I can make the money so I can get out of debt. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like you're floating around, and that messes with my brain yeah, a little yeah. bit. I mean, and I'm that's like, the thing. It's space. There's definitely a lot of space physics, and uh, as they say, in, uh, in the, you know, space physics be a <laughs> so. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, definitely. So uh, I'm trying to figure out if there's a way that I can do it without making me woozy, because in theory, it has everything I like. So yeah. if I can get there, we'll be good. The other thing that I decided to try, I feel like this was my week where I wanted to like go out there and do things that I've never done before. I downloaded and started Wulong Fallen Dynasty. I've never played oh. a Souls-like game before. Really? So I was like, oh. why not? Oh. It's on Game Pass. Let's give it a go. Heck <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm only a few hours in. I don't know if I'm... You haven't got to the first I'm... boss yet, have you? No. 
is that the one that's a level 15 all of a sudden when Apparently, you're like a level according two? to everybody that's played know. it it's just like the last the first boss is like uh it, it, it's just the why <laughs> yeah definitely the level difficulty plus i don't know what i'm doing so it's a lot of repetitive of okay i did this that time let's n- try to not do that again and try and make some other move that'll like get me to the next part Oh my gosh. I mean, you've never played a Souls game that, I mean, I don't know if this is like the entryway. I feel like you need to test run something Uh, first. Yeah, that's like, like, I heard it's like sort of a rookie Souls-like, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Or, or yeah, that, that's, I, I, I would, I would argue that any like Dark Souls 2, like, I don't know, which one would you mm. recommend, Steve, for, like, an early, like, first-timer when it comes to Souls? Mm. Actually, I think probably, a soul, like, a Souls-like, or at least as close to a Souls-like that is a little bit more approachable would probably be Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, 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 Because yeah. that one okay. is is pretty close. Like, it, it has that, like, kind of uh, uh, parry system that, that the Souls, like, yeah, uh, Souls fans yeah. love. Um, you can, uh, but the difference is that you can actually set the difficulty in this. Yeah. Uh, so. That's what I need right now. Yeah. Did you play yeah. Fallen Order? <laughs> Leah, did you uh, play? No, I haven't. Okay. No, that's another you one. You Fallen Order? Yeah, oh, my no, goodness. Catherine oh. reviewed that for us for the podcast because she is the hardcore Star Wars nerd. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I have I think you'd not- love it. Oh, I think so I need to. The story yeah. in concept of what I know of oh, it, yeah. obviously I haven't been spoiled, uh, but I, I should, and I know that the next one's coming out. So yeah, maybe I yeah. should give that a go at some point. Yeah. There you go. Well uh, worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worth it. And if not, just uh, ask uh, anyone. I'm not a pro by any means, but like even maybe Kyle, my husband, he's like really good at uh, at Souls games. So maybe if you need any like tips pro or tips. guidance. because it, it is a lot. I yeah. will take that. Pro tips. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And the last one that I've got um, is one of my favorite games. But the last time I actually played it was in 2020, and they've made a whole bunch of like feature improvements and new things in it. Is Astroneer? Um, oh, yeah. They yes. now have yeah feature like kind of like life improvements. Plus, there's now like an automation system and a railway oh. system, <laughs> and like I just love the atmosphere, the art style, everything about that game. You know, survival with collecting and all that kind of stuff. Because I'm a hardcore Minecraft fan. Like it has all <laughs> that stuff in it. Yeah. I I adore that game, and the fact that they're like still you know trucking along, System yeah. Era is still putting out stuff for it. I I adore it. So yeah, it's I got a good re-downloaded that, and it's yeah. kind of yeah. nice like having that like familiarity where you like i know what to do but it's been long enough that i've kind of forgotten bits and pieces like the control like the controls and they've made improvements that are a little different so it's like coming at it again from a different angle so yeah i love astroneer i will always recommend that game i am obsessed with that game back in 2020 it was like all i was doing for like months so uh so yeah can't wait I was wondering about that because I was like, that was the thing that that because uh, I played that PAX like years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, and that was like, I like I was felt like, oh man, this could be so much easier yeah. if it's just like you didn't have to micromanage everything. If it's if it's automated, I'm like, okay, I might want need to be able to pick this up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and um, did any of you guys play No Man's Sky? I feel like a it's bit. a more yeah, I played accessible, a bit of No Man's Sky. Yeah, it's a bit like that. It's a little bit of an, an early, like a uh, more cartoony, more you know. Uh, version of that i think it's it's a it's a good entryway if anything but yeah i I saw kyle was playing it i didn't play it myself but it looks so fun 
and it's super colorful. Has good... Like just yeah. cute, like cute, yeah. you know? Like you love cute stuff, Leah. I do. I that draws me in. Like it, yeah. it speaks to me. And then I play that a Disney mul- game now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you sold then it. it has a it has a multiplayer mechanic too. So maybe Steve and Naomi oh. at some point want to jump Ooh. into that and play it. Yeah, okay. build a base together and yeah. you know, explore nice. planets and you know that sounds like such a chill, like really fun time. I'm oh down. yeah, and I love space. I think that's my like I've discovered as I've gotten older. Like I just love sci-fi. I love space. I love things really you know we're Me talking too. about canadian main games but like mass effect you know yeah stuff, yep, so. yeah yeah i love yeah. i love anything space or yeah sci-fi space. or nasa or whichever <laughs> like it's just uh i, I speaking of which, I, I my very first game that i remember i love i think i still have it somewhere in, in either in storage or something but uh it was like a, a, a it came on like 14 floppy disks and oh, wow. uh it was called buzz aldrin's race to space and Aww. uh it was literally like you're just building up nasa around the apollo like the the beginning of the space race all the way up to the to the apollo 11, uh, 11 landing and wow. uh it's like so it, like it's like i never was able to get to, to land on the moon but it was like because it, it was tough but i was like i gave it i gave it a shot and i you gotta it. find those floppy disks yeah. i know I, I totally need to yeah i need to oh i need to play there might be a rom somewhere or a way to get it for yeah. sure well there's yeah, definitely probably. have you guys heard of that site that has all the rom games like basically downloadable or like some form of it yeah. on the, in a browser what's the website i forget what's like called. a archive almost because the yeah. games don't exist you can't get them anymore yeah, yeah. so it's not like it's not like it's pirating it's like it's, only, it's, it's for history yeah, yeah. Oh. let me see i i had the well anyways we'll we'll We'll, we'll exchange it on, on Discord later. For right? sure. <laughs> Love it. Well, yeah. let's let's get into Canadian games. And yes. for the meat and potatoes of this podcast, or maybe I should say poutine, <laughs> let's go on an adventure and stamp our passports for the games that we have played on Xbox Game Pass that are made by Canadian developers. All right. uh, so these games are available as of the date of this recording. So, but just to let you know if the if you're watching in the future, since games on Game Pass, you know, come and go, they might be there, but you can usually purchase them on uh, the Xbox Store. So these are games that uh, this is kind of like our curated playlist, or we can be able to stamp our, like stamp our little passport with these uh, collect the stamps, as it were. Uh, uh, but uh, just to let you know, like it's you know it it could come and go, but you play them as best you can uh, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And there may be way more than the games that we're mentioning today, but of co- that are available on Game Pass. But like, here's a sampling just to give you an idea. There's a lot of Canadian made content. So let's start with one of the biggest game developers in the country, Ubisoft. They've got studios in Montreal. They've got studios in Toronto, Quebec City, many other places. And they've been around for a really long time, making a lot of really good games. <laughs> So one yeah. of the games that is available right now is Far Cry 5, and I adore this game. One, I think it might be my favorite of the Far Cry series. Have you guys played this one? Yep. Yeah? Yep. What one... were your thoughts? Uh, I loved it. I think every time they, Far Cry it gets reinvented, they always find a way to keep... Like, I don't know how they do it, but every time I'm like... it's It's more Far Cry, the stuff that we love, and then they just like bring it to a new world, a new part of the country, a new like villain gets introduced and they're really good at making villains. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I just loved it. (laughs) I think it's the only game series that really focuses around the villain. Usually it's like you get to be that hero, but no, it's always the antagonist that is super interesting. 
Yeah. yeah, this one was super yeah. like because uh, it was like it's normally like Far Cry's had like kind of like these islands or whatever, Always like on these an far island. locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this Tropical. one's like set in the middle of uh, of America. You got yep. like a, a cult leader, like Joseph C. Like I was, I freaked out like, like, so many times whenever he would come on screen. It just like you're just so creepy. I don't like it. I'm just no. This is not right. <laughs> and all these crazy followers and siblings yeah. and everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it the just, trippy, like, there's, like, these trippy scenes, too. Yes. Like, I think that's one thing that Far Cry definitely, in terms of, like, their identity, like, they know how to do, like, a cool, tripped out, like, colorful, weird, dreamlike experience. And they do that almost in every game, and it's just so fun every time. This one in particular, really weird. I think it's, like, one of the, uh, I mean, there's several of them, but one of the ones I remember is, like, this very soft-spoken, like, blonde-haired woman, like, carrying mm-hmm. through, mm-hmm. like, the swamps or something, and she's talking to you, and it's just, like, this weird, disturbing... I don't know. The way that they crafted this entire game was... was And the story. They always just nail the story when Far Cry. Yeah. And I actually just remember, I'm like, I'm, like, thinking, what was her name? It's like, oh, yeah, no, of I don't course makes sense. Name. It's Faith. Yeah, it's Faith. Faith. That's right. That's and right. It's the drugs. She had the it's drugs. The drugs. <laughs> that's what they have. It's the and drugs that do it. That was all why it was all ethereal, because you was high as a kite. I know. <laughs> like the that Yeah, and wasn't the the villain voiced by Troy Baker too, I think? Uh no, that was a uh, different uh, one. Far Cry. Yeah, different that Far Cry. That was four. Was it four? That yeah, was four. Yeah. Yeah. I and then of course Michael Mando as Voss in Far Cry Three. Like, yeah. oh Classic. my god! I can't remember Classic. the guy's name for Far Cry Five, but then I mean, like, of course, like we like Giancarlo Esposito is uh, 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 in yeah. Six. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah, such a, and, such a great franchise. Always borderline totally. insane because of the ways and the weapons you have and the, how you can go and deal That's with the right. outposts and stuff. All. <laughs> Always chaos ensued in the best yeah. way. I yeah. think that was the first Far Cry game that I ever actually like finished from beginning to end. Um, oh, yeah? And one of the things actually that like it kind of ties into because it's one of the few times they ever made a kind of a, a like sort of an indirect like a direct sequel uh, with Far Cry New Dawn. Yes. And oh, yeah. uh, one, of the th- one of the characters that like because w- obviously Far Cry is known for you can bring characters with you as kind of like part of your team and they can kind of help you and they have different sort of abilities and different sort of things that they can uh, do to help you kind of uh, complete missions. But one of the characters in there where her name was grace and she was like uh, a, such a like such a badass character that i had her in pretty much every single mission that i would take her on because she was really good with like with, with with shotguns and she was really good with like snipers and she was just great like a, a, as a weapons master uh, overall yeah. uh, as a great companion uh but uh, then what, what i found was like was such a cool uh, uh moment was in in new dawn this takes place after uh, far cry 5 and what uh so there was like a nuclear like a, like spoilers unfortunately for the end of Far Cry 5 <laughs> yeah, but there's a nuclear yeah. explosion that happens uh, and uh, so it kind of transforms the, the world that you're in but some of the characters survive and Grace survived but she became blind and uh, instead like what I love what Ubisoft did with the character was instead of yeah you can't like bring her out on, on, on excursions with you as a companion but instead of uh, as she was sort of a well known sort of weapons master she then makes all of the crazy weapons that you get in the game. She makes like the the uh, the chainsaw shooting bl- like a uh, uh, chainsaw blade shooting weapon that you get yeah. and like shotgun. <laughs> and, like she, you get all the crazy weapons are all made by her. And it's like I love that because it was like kind of cool representation that she didn't let that stop her from from right. uh, from helping out other people. And she yeah. did what she knew how to do best. And she's like, let's just make some weird weird ass like weapons. And I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I they do. just always do a good job with those. I just I just love Far Cry, like from yeah. day one. I just yeah. have always been a fan. Yeah, it's sure. so good. Yeah. There's also, of course, the Assassin's Creed series. And mm-hmm. right now, Origins and Odysseys, two of the best of the Assassin's Creed games are on there. Everyone always says Odyssey is the best. I love Origins because of the opportunity to go back to Egypt. And, you know, considering, you know, we've got more Assassin's Creed coming hopefully this yep. year yep. And, yep. and soon. So, like, Assassin's Creed is always a good one to jump into and always slightly different, which is good because of obviously the setting and which assassin you're playing as. But then also to the mechanics as they've moved through the years, you know, there's definitely still the stealth, but it's getting really big into combat. They've really nailed that down over the past few years as well. And uh, I'm always game to play a new Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I love oh, yeah. Uh, like I'm saying with you, like I love Origins with Egypt, but I think that I mean Odyssey, best Wonder Woman game we have yet to play. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Oh, that's the perfect comparison. Perfect yeah. comparison. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, Cassandra, have... the only way to play that. Oh yeah, hands down. Anyone else yeah. who plays, yeah, you can't go wrong with Cassandra. I mean. You can play the other one, but you definitely should play Cassandra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the story works better. I'm, I'm like, it yeah. just, it, like, it's not just the character, like, a, like a character choice between male, female, but they actually integrated kind of a bit of a story to it. But it just, yeah. it totally makes sense. Like, with, with if you choose Cassandra, like, I don't yeah. know. It, I just like it's, it's almost like, hmm, maybe they kind of designed it to be around Cassandra, but who? <laughs> I know. I have to be a fly on the wall in the, de- mm-hmm. in the development yeah, of that yeah. story. Yeah. True. <laughs> AC Valhalla um, too. I mean that one. Oh, yeah. is great so too. Many. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Long. That, Vikings. That's great. Yeah, go rock. Exactly. Yeah. We were I... all hoping for that one, and if I yeah. happened, so. <laughs> now another uh, franchise that like we all know, we've kind of talked about it a little bit. That is also mm-hmm. Canadian. We got Bioware from Edmonton. Um, they have obviously the Mass West Effect Coast. trilogy uh, yeah. and Dragon Age. So like and yeah. Coder, uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Like mm-hmm. it's just it like you can't. It, I mean, what can else be said about Mass Effect? Like, especially with the Mass Effect trilogy, like the remastered uh, versions on uh, like on Game Pass now too, which is so. Uh, it's it's the it, right and for me it's like it's kind of really the only way to play that um yep. and i'm not saying that just because i have a giant mass effect uh in seven helmet back here <laughs> either but you know <laughs> so many people i know like entry level got into mass effect because of that trilogy that they put out right and yeah. started the beginning and made their way through like and got to see the story to its through its fruition so that i think is such a great great thing for them to be able to do to take a game especially since you know sometimes they're locked behind old consoles sometimes yeah. they're on floppy disks that we can't play anymore <laughs> yeah, right yeah. so like the for the preservation of these these games these stories that we love so much it's so great that they could do that and then you know put it on a platform yeah. like game pass naomi oh, yeah. if you had to choose which which one would you choose mass effect or dragon age oh my goodness hmm. i was not expecting that um mass effect just because of the like it was my intro into bioware games so i want to say for me it was like it it, yeah and i even read the books of mass Effect. like i was fully invested in that world and again sci-fi that's my go-to but i did love the heck out of dragon age you know i will give him that so you know the next dragon age game whenever that comes out i'm all i'm all about it but i want to say just in terms of the impact it's had on my life uh, Mass Effect through and through. So let me ask you. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna uh, uh, confession time. Uh, okay. I have I have never <laughs> I have never played a Dragon Age game before. Um, That's which okay. Which one should I Which one should I play? Inquisition, in my opinion. Inquisition. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really really good. Um, 
and, and it's uh it's classic bioware like it's just the way that they did everything in that game storyline wise amazing uh complete cu- character customization i love it i just love everything you can do in that game and and some of the uh, my favorite um, uh wor- part of the world that you get to go to is like this sand dune and it's just like so cool to run around that place yeah okay. you'll love it you'll love it Nice. The, we've yeah. already sung the praises of Disney Dreamlight Valley. I've already convinced Naomi to go yes. download that and play it because that's Game Loft Montreal. But <laughs> I mean, come on, we're Canadian. We have to talk about hockey, right? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so EA, hockey, huge eh? studio. Hockey. I know, <laughs> huge studio. They do have a development group out of in Vancouver who are in charge of making the NHL series. Uh, did I read as well that they're also in charge of some of the FIFA stuff? Yeah, I think oh. so. I think it was uh, FIFA 22, I think, was the uh, the one that they were uh, known for. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, so they're, they're, you know, they're branching out. They're, you know, EA Vancouver definitely yeah. uh, ain't no slouch when it comes to, you know, the EA sports <laughs> franchises. Right? Yeah. Just the gift that keeps on giving. EA. Yeah, so true. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, it's always, yeah. always a must purchase every year yeah. for everybody in my family. Yeah. And then chaos ensues around Christmas time when, oh. you know, we've decided to play during uh, another one where I have a console in my back room here where we are recording. I have another one out in the living room. My brother has one. My brother-in-law has one. And uh, we will all get together and play NHL to the point where my dad gets jealous that he's not included, but he doesn't know Aww. how to play. <laughs> so one day we will teach him. <laughs> nice. got to teach him. We will. Him. We will. Oh, man. Another good one, Tribute Games mm-hmm. out of Montreal, put out a game that's pretty recent. And I know this is one that's close to Steve's heart, TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, yeah Cowabunga, baby. Oh, sorry, I stole your thunder. Oh, no, I'm the worst. Fine. I'm it's the fine. worst. <laughs> I just uh, yeah. had to. It's TMNT, we love it. Oh, I love it. Uh, and the, that game is uh, has such a great like style. It kind of like, is a very akin to the old arcade uh, uh, machine, like uh, games that you would play of, of TMNT. And um, but it's like it's so like it, it's such a great tribute to just like not only the TMNT games of old, but like kind of modernizes in a great way. Like anyone can drop in and and uh, and basically play co-op. And it's such. It was like kind of like, it, like surprised me how easy it is to just sort of just you know hey just connect with someone and just immediately they just drop into like whatever game that you're currently playing without having yeah. to go through all the hoops and stuff um and it's just it's so great like you i love that even it's like if you pick up like pizza which is your health um and and it's like <laughs> and uh, like if you're playing co-op with your friends you can uh, like you can go up to them and just high five them and you can share some of that health uh nice. if you need to it's like such a cool mechanic and then of course the soundtrack the oh. sound they got the wu-tang clan they got the wu-tang clan they, they know their audience they know their audience that's perfect Oh, I love it. I love it. So Well, and yeah. fitting because the TMNT, well, the, the, the movie that Seth Rogen came out with just got the trailer. We just got yeah. our first trailer oh, this that. week. I, oh. So I can't wait. I, that, Depending that when you're listening so to this, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's Speak. out. Go watch it. Speaking <laughs> and play of, TMNT. <laughs> Speaking of good soundtracks. Yes. Ooh. Oh, I know. Good I know Speaking of good soundtracks. I know. Straight it. from ADOS Montreal, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. That's one that I didn't anticipate being as good as it is. And like I said, phenomenal soundtrack makes sense considering Guardians of the Galaxy and how much that is based around music. Yeah. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it was fantastic getting to play that one and uh, super, super amazing. That's made in Montreal. Who would have thunk? 
Yeah, there's so many big franchises that are just part like they 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 trust. Like I think people trust these franchises trust that Canadian made games know what they're doing. Like there's mm-hmm. so much talent up there. Up well, when I used to live there, it was my home. But now it's <laughs> it's north of me and I don't live there anymore. It's but okay. Yeah. We can always welcome back home for every once in a while. It's fine. That's it's right. Fine. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Exactly. But yeah, so um, glad that the game was good. Cause you know, I, I Guardians of the Galaxy, one of my favorite Marvel movies, uh, to have a game that did not like under deliver, like definitely, you know, hit the right points and i think that's really important like it's so disappointing when you play a game of a franchise you love and it's not good you know so i'm i'm right there with you i think i'm glad that it's it was handled by the right studio idos montreal and they came they made a really great game yeah difficult too when it's based on you know coming off of you know the marvel cinematic universe is so iconic and we're so used to seeing the characters a certain way by certain people presented that in their particular manner and like getting a spin but still having the essence of the original character because yeah. i mean that's what it's based around anyways the yep. comic it's book so important so yeah. yeah no fantastic job there mm-hmm. let's talk indie we've yes. got a uh, single developer out of halifax nova scotia andrew and i want to make sure i say his name right steve you may have to help me Shouldice. does I that sound right andrew Shouldice. Right. yeah yeah so Tunic is an interesting, almost like a Zelda harder version, but with <laughs> yeah, a fox. Kinda, yeah, kind of, yeah. So that's, that's awesome because, you know, Xbox has always been super good, too, with uh, ID at Xbox and all the, the indie games that they've been supporting over the years. I mean, we've talked about Cuphead and uh, yes. lots of other games that they've had. And uh, Tunic is another one that uh, came to Game Pass. It was actually surprising at first that it came there because I think it wasn't supposed to. And then so many people clamored for it and it ended up showing up on Game Pass. Like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think that probably my favorite mechanic of that game, uh, and, and this kind of goes back to to I think all of our roots is like growing up with uh, with older consoles was uh, the instruction manual that you would uh, collect uh, pages of as you were playing the game. And what was Aww. great was that it it looked exactly like kind of the instruction booklets that we used to see with, with it comes with games, but they also were so, like he was so uh, precise and like adding like the the handwritten notes that we always would put in like with like secrets or whichever, but the pages you would collect would also kind of uh, was almost like a puzzle because then that would sort of explain different mechanics that you can be able to do um, mm-hmm. that you can't unlock until you get a certain page. And it's just, and it unlocks the map too. It's just such a great, like collecting mechanic that is, that is actually tied into the gameplay, but it also ties into the roots of why we kind of fell in love with sort of the Zelda sort of like games and the uh, way back when we were, when we were kids playing those uh, games and like, wait, how do you do this thing again? And you look at the instruction <laughs> booklet, if you were able to get one or if you rented one, if it was hopefully, hopefully in the box, if you rented it, yeah. but you know, <laughs> so yeah, it's a very good game. Did you play it, uh, Naomi? I didn't get a chance to. I'm so sad. <laughs> well, well, it's still I, there. I, you got, you've got time. <laughs> that's my, that's my thing. Like after today, like I have, I have my list, <laughs> you know, I have my <laughs> list of games we're going to download, but yeah, if I you, heard so many good things about that game. If you yeah. like cutie, Kind I of love style Zelda. games. Yeah. Well, that's all you need to say. That's uh, all you need to say. Yep. Another... And you play as like a little fox. Yeah. I know. He's and so I love cute. Foxes. In particular, yeah. red pandas, which are kind of foxes. They're oh, fire foxes. Yeah. But I know. Yeah. This one's like an actual fox, but I'll still play it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> 
Another good one coming out of East Coast is Moonglow Bay. This is Coat Sink Studio. I believe they're actually over in Nova Scotia, but they... Um, so they're from, like, the East Coast. The, the, East the, Coast? the studio's apparently in the UK. Like I, yeah. oh. The developers yeah. are from... And the theme of this game is essentially you have lost your partner that you want to out... You want to live through their, their dreams of... Uh, re-energizing this East Coast oh. Canadian fishing village. Um, so wow. it's like a fishing sim, rebuild the town. Can you see a theme of games that I like here? Yeah, building, <laughs> a little, little close villages. To home, I think. And, and yeah, and like the style, the art style so cute. It's kind of like this isometric kind of vibe. And like you catch your fish, you can cook them into dishes. You help like different places in the town rebuild just so that you can like sell your dishes Aww. and all that kind of stuff. It's super cute. I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> have you you haven't played it yet i haven't played it yet no i haven't played uh, it yet I, 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 i've been meaning to because i like i remember uh there was like a an, an id at xbox showcase that that i was a part of that i got to talk to uh to, to the devs oh, about nice. it and they like because they were like because i asked them i was like of course like it's canadian so i wanted to you know talk to them it's like what was it like like how much was canadians the canada sort of like an inspiration to them and they're like oh 100 it just it felt like home to us and as yeah. they were as they were making it so they're canadian expats as you know as we call them but uh um but they still have like a heart, big heart for for canada and uh i i'm i this is a game that is as you said is going on my list to be able to play on on game pass after the show for sure oh lovely yeah out of Uh, vancouver we've got blackbird interactive and they've actually got a game that we've already spoken of hard space mm -hmm. shipbreaker Mm -hmm. and one that's coming real soon minecraft legends hotly anticipated oh yeah Mm -hmm. so that one's going to be super super exciting to play once it releases on april 18th i believe Oh my god! That's I believe soon. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, yeah. I mean, anything with Minecraft, I'm there day one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Minecraft another big Dungeons, franchise. Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And for for a company to be able to, you know, get their a Canadian company that like they're getting the chance to handle this huge IP because Minecraft is one of the biggest games in the world, arguably um, the biggest, if not the it, biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty dope game that we're excited for. They're gonna crush it. Oh yeah. yeah, of course yeah. they will. <laughs> I think it's one of the only games I might actually jump into the PvP uh, aspect for because uh, like the every map will be like completely brand new every time you load in, and it's basically True. like a tower defense thing where you just kind mm-hmm. of using all the different things that in Minecraft of uh, kind of like building traps and stuff like that while another team's doing the same, and and so uh, yeah. I think that would be a, such a fun time just to be like just to okay, see what the different strategies that people do uh, as as we kind of like build out our own bases and try to destroy the other base so mm-hmm. um even though i know it's probably gonna have like a, a, a great sort of single player campaign at least according to to the stuff that we've seen already but uh that one when they when they, like when they talked about that i was i was like oh that actually might make me want to jump into the multiplayer of this so yeah i'm excited nice yeah last on our list today but obviously not the last canadian game available on a and Game Pass Plus. We don't know what else might pop up there in the future, (laughs) but I have to recommend Compulsion Games out of Montreal. They built this game called Contrast that I played when it launched back in the day that is like this action puzzle game, but it's got this like art uh, Art Nouveau noir style to it, and it really plays with light and shadow. 
That's the real mechanic of how you move around in the levels and solve stuff. And you, even if you think there's like a spot you can't jump, you can because you're playing within the shadows and things like that. Really, really good game. I recommend it. Not a long one either. Like I, I, what I remember playing it, now mind you, it's been a few years, but like it's, it's a nice, a nice, not too extensive game that has a great story amazing art style with puzzle mechanics that are very different. Never really experienced anything quite like playing with shadows before. Hmm. Have you guys tried that one? No, this was something that I wanted to talk to you about. Cause I was like, I have not heard of this. It sounds like really, really cool. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. So the concept is, is that you, there are two main characters, Don and Dee Dee, and they appear as 3d figures, but you control the character of Don, who is more like an imaginary friend. And as you're going through things, you're able to manifest as this three-dimensional shadow and you can jump between two shadows, no no matter how far apart they are and kind of make your way through the world as you're kind of trying to, to, you know, finish it. I don't want to talk about too much about how the story is because obviously I don't give away too much away or anything. But the thing that's cool about this game is it does have that like eerie vibe to it it's not outright scary so if you want to have like a mood of like maybe when halloween comes around or you want to feel a little bit you know spooky but not getting outright spooked like this is not a horror game but yeah. it has hmm. that like macabre kind of kind of feeling little, to like, it inside kind of a yeah it's oh, okay. yeah. yeah. not scary but it's got a mood to it it's like got a, a dark, mood yeah, yeah that yeah. would be i would say more on the darker end of things so okay, yeah because okay. you're playing with light and shadow so yeah yeah i really enjoyed supernatural vibes Mm -hmm. yeah exactly okay i I like this that's going on my list there you go and it's a list (laughs) stamp that passport so yeah like we mentioned this is just a sampling of canadian developed games that are currently available on xbox game pass we know there will be more as the mm-hmm. as the time goes on and as games release and of course you know a lot of games release day and date considering we've got minecraft legends coming up uh, so that's going to be super awesome and now i think that brings us to the conclusion of this episode so steve take it away um so naomi thank you so very much for for joining us it's super great and we like unanimously we just thought like who can we be able to bring on for the canadian episode and you were the first person we thought of so uh, thank you, you gotta, so much uh, of course, thank yeah, you for having me yeah. i mean i, I would have been sad if you hadn't invited me to be honest. Oh, no, I would have been I, like, guys. I would have been upset on. to find out that you would have been sad about not being in the show. So we're glad we were able to like do that, do the right thing right away. Um, so where can people, like what projects you got going on and where can people be able to find you online? Yeah, so online, my usual Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just look up Naomi Kyle. I'm sure it'll pop up there. Um, but And YouTube too. I, I haven't posted much on YouTube lately though. Um, but no, lately I've been working on a lot of podcast appearances, uh, trying to build out a podcast of my own. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, I have like some behind the scenes stuff that again, really can't talk about, uh, but it's getting very excited and it's like making, it's, it's, it's going to be a big change, I think, to my career and, and what's going to happen. So nice. I, I don't know. I wish I had more to say, but like, That's I can't okay. really tease We're... much. Just follow my socials for more. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know, as, as like perpetual hosts, like there's always something that we got to like tease. Cause it's like, we, like, we do. There's a thing I can't talk <laughs> about. A thing we can't talk about just yet. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so. Awesome. That's well, it. 
just the more in the game stuff and I'm, I'm always on the socials talking about stuff and and doing live streams i mean i, I twitch stream so if you want to find me on there it's just naomi kyle i twitch stream like try i try to do once a week mostly it's been a lot of overwatch so if you're in overwatch be sure to check that out nice. there you go I got and, something. <laughs> yeah, and you can be able to find links to follow Naomi in the description of the podcast uh, or in the show notes or in the description in the YouTube video uh, as yeah. well. So make sure you do go follow because I, I like it, it's required following of the mm-hmm. show. You have to it, it, you have to now. Um, I'm forcing <laughs> you to. You have no. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so that's it for this uh, this episode of the Xbox Passports. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast where all podcasts are, including my YouTube channel at Steve Sailor. Uh, for the video version of the show. Uh, if you liked what you heard, please give us a rating or on your platform of choice and a review. Uh, it would really kind of help us up, you know, as we're starting up the show, kind of getting us up in the iTunes or Apple podcast rankings and Spotify and all that stuff. Um, we also would love to be able to read your thoughts. Also, let us know on socials, uh, YouTube or on podcast platforms. What is your favorite Game Pass game? We'd love to be able to check it out for the show if there's something that we have not played yet that we would love to uh, try out in, in our section of what we're playing this week. Um, and lastly, share the show with your friends or the gaming party you play with to help spread the word about the show thank you so very much for listening and or watching until next time when everybody plays we all win bye